Hey, Mama. I know getting meals on the table for your family can feel tough, especially finding weeknight-friendly meals that everyone in the family will love. There's a good chance it's why you're here, at least I hope so. Helping moms take the stress out of feeding their family is my biggest passion. It's why I share with you here, and it's why I created the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. If you've ever wished this podcast came with a weekly done-for-you dinner plan with a shopping list and meal prep tips, or maybe a recipe library with over 200 family-friendly recipes, cooking tips, how-tos, and hacks, well, it does, and it's all in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club over on Patreon. Starting at just $3 a month for access to our 200-plus recipe vault with printable PDF recipes, or $5 a month for weekly done-for-you dinner plans, plus the recipe vault and bonus podcasts every month, the Healthy Mama Cooking Club is the dinnertime solution you're looking for. Head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris or click the link in the show notes to try it out for a week free and join over 130 other busy mamas making weeknight meals work with the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I can't wait to see you in there. All right, let's get on with the episode. Does cooking feel like a struggle more often than you want to admit? Do school lunches get boring after the third week and even cereal for breakfast sometimes feels like too much effort? let alone feeding yourself and your family meals with vegetables they'll actually eat? If you're a busy mama like me, you can probably relate. I'm Chris Dovniak, and welcome to My Healthy Mama Kitchen. I'm a trained chef, culinary nutritionist, and mama of two, and I'm here to guide you in making healthy eating easy and accessible by simplifying your meal plan, demystifying meal prep, taking the stress out of weeknight dinners, and helping you learn to cook your family delicious, nutrient-dense meals along the way, without spending hours in the kitchen or thousands of dollars a month at Whole Foods. In this podcast, I'm here to share my best tips, tools, and hacks for your real-life Healthy Mama kitchen with a side of humor and sometimes a little bit of spice. So grab your favorite apron and let's get cooking. Hey friends, welcome back to another bonus episode of the Healthy Mama Kitchen podcast. Chris here. I am so excited to share with you this special edition What We Ate episode. We are not including what we spent because we didn't keep track. Shocking, I know, but for good reason. I was away for the majority of September on a very long-awaited trip to Germany and Austria, so I thought I'd give you a little sneak peek into what I ate while traveling, and then I'm going to bring my husband on to share how he fed himself and the kiddos while I was away for almost three weeks. So let's go ahead and dive into a special edition, What I Ate, September 2023. So to give a little backstory into my almost three-week solo trip, I have been planning a trip to Germany and Austria with my best friend, Eric, who has actually been on the podcast before. I should link that episode down below. It was a little chaotic, but a lot of fun to record. I had him and my sister on sharing a Q&A. I think it was in 2021, so it was a while ago, uh, but it was a very fun episode to record. So we've been friends for 17 years now. And he's always had a fascination with German culture. He speaks German and it was one of his majors in college. And so we had talked for a long time about taking a trip out there because he's been, this is his, uh, I think this was his fifth trip to Germany. And while he was studying abroad in Australia, he also met a friend from Austria. So he traveled through Austria with her as well. So he, he spent a lot of time in Austria. So we had been talking about this trip for essentially 10 years 
years. And uh, right around that time, my sister started dating him. It was partially my fault. I mean, doesn't everyone set up their best friend and their sister so he can be their brother forever? No? Okay, just us. But (laughs) once they started dating, we started planning trips together, and eventually we pulled this trip together, and what was supposed to be a small little trip with the three of us ended up being a huge family trip. My cousins and their parents came, my parents came along, and because my husband had been away for the summer working in Rhode Island, he opted out of going on the trip because he had to come back here and start working with his sailing kids, and my kids stayed home with him. So we were planning the trip and we found out that my older cousin had gotten engaged to his longtime girlfriend and he was getting married just four days before we were supposed to leave for our trip to Germany and Austria. So I decided to fly up to Rhode Island to fly to Germany and Austria with everyone directly and go to his wedding. We also spent a couple days at a film festival that Eric's aunt organizes. She's also the most incredible host. Her and her husband are awesome. We've spent the last few summers spending a week up at their place in New Hampshire. So it was really cool to be able to see her and to go to the film festival. So I was away for a total of 20 days. <laughs> it's That's a lot of days to be away from my husband and kids. I definitely miss them a ton. We had a blast, um, but it was interesting figuring out food for myself, but also for my husband and kids. He's not the cook. He can certainly do meal planning. He can cook basic meals, but I wanted to bring him on to share with you how it kind of all played out for someone who really doesn't do a whole lot of cooking. I did leave some things in the fridge for him, some of which he used, some of which he didn't. I left a casserole in the freezer and a chili. And so he had a couple things set for him, but he made it work. And so I thought he would share how it worked on their end and I would share how it worked on my end. So the week before I left or the two weeks before I left were a little crazy. Um, So we kept it's super simple. September 1st was a Friday, so I have no idea what I ate for breakfast or lunch. I really only take photographs of my dinner. So on crazy months like this, I refer back to what I share on Instagram and in my photos app. Uh, I know that we got Chipotle takeout that night. We door dashed it. And then the Saturday, we were trying to use up what we had in the fridge and the freezer because I knew I was going to be leaving and doing a meal prep class the next week. So we did a super simple sheet pan roasted gnocchi and chicken sausage with veggies. This was a twist on a cooking club recipe. We used broccoli instead of broccolini and cauliflower gnocchi because that was what we had in the freezer. And the kids ate it up. They loved it. I loved it. The whole tray went between the three of us. So that was great. I did some easy meal prep on Sunday. I made some banana chocolate chip muffins, prepped some veggies for the week, made some hard-cooked eggs, super simple. And I honestly can't recall what we ate for dinner, but I believe it was some sort of leftovers we had in the fridge. Monday was Labor Day, and we had bought some snacks to bring to the beach, and we did burgers on the grill with barbecue sauce, cheddar, and pickled onions. My homemade pickled onions recipe is on my website. It's so good, and we eat them up. My kids and I will go through, and my husband will go through a jar in a week. They're so good, and they're so easy to make. We also had sweet potato fries and I cooked up the rest of the roasted broccoli or I cooked up the rest of the broccoli we had in the fridge, roasted it up. And that's what we had for dinner on Labor Day. Since we had planned on meeting up with friends at the beach for lunch, we just kept it super simple. 
in the evening. So the next week I had to do some recipe testing. I retested a baked Mediterranean whitefish, which everyone loved with orzo. That recipe is in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club right now. And then as a preview of what is to come in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club, I made a chipotle chuck roast chili with cornbread croutons, harissa chicken bowls, autumn tortellini and sausage soup, and peanut chicken meatballs. And my family loved all of them. They were all a big hit. For breakfast that week, I did smoothies and some eggs and sourdough, and the kids did some banana chocolate chip muffins. I had meal prepped. For lunches, I had my almost autumn farro salad. That recipe's on my website, and I served it with some chicken on top that I had cooked up during my meal prep. I forgot to mention that as well. And the kids just had kind of their basic lunches. We did pepperoni, fruit, veggies, olives, kept it simple. I'm grateful I kept it simple because at the end of the week, I caught a sickness that my kids had had the week prior. And so I was pretty run down. It was smoothies, eggs, and ramen for a few days for me. And that was all she wrote. I kind of stayed in bed for a couple days to keep up my energy because I knew my meal prep class was going to be on Sunday. It was my first meal prep class in a year, and it was so much fun. I might do another one in November, so be sure to let me know on Instagram if you missed that one and you want another. We had a huge turnout, which was awesome. We prepped mason jar cob salads, which is what I ate for lunches the next week before I left. We also prepped overnight oats. Again, I had those for breakfast before we left. We prepped for a quinoa broccoli and chicken casserole, Korean beef bowls, taco stuffed peppers, which both of those are, or all three of those are in the cooking club right now. Chicken gnocchi soup, also in the cooking club and on my website, and my famous Tex-Mex sweet potato turkey taco bake. The recipe with the longest name and still the most viewed recipe ever on my website. My kiddos are both a big fan. My mom's a big fan. The cooking club's a big fan. We love that recipe. Now, this week, I only ended up cooking up the casserole and the beef bowls because I was leaving at the end of the week. Oh, I might have also made the stuffed peppers too, but I only needed dinners for a few days. So we ate what we had from what I had prepped. And then I set out for Rhode Island later that week. I had bought some protein powder for smoothies while I was at my parents' house. I knew I could raid their freezer for some veggies and fruit. My mom always has almond milk. And it was funny. I brought the Ohm Nutrition protein powder, which is my current favorite. I love it so much. And my mom had bought a bag as per my recommendation. So it was very funny. Um, I didn't want to take her protein powder because I know protein powder isn't cheap, but I'm sure she would have let me use it if I wanted to. So we went to my cousin's wedding on the Friday. My sister had a, my sister and I had a whole pamper day. We got our nails done. We went and got blowouts. And Eric was both of our dates to the wedding because my husband stayed back with the kids. Um, and then we spent the weekend at the film festival. And I didn't take a lot of pictures because we saw some incredible documentary films. We saw some incredible documentary films. If you were anywhere near Newburyport, Massachusetts, it was it's such a cute little town. I had never spent I had been there once before for dinner, but I hadn't spent time there. And we had great food. There are adorable little shops. We wandered through a farmer's market that was there on the Saturday. We watched some truly incredible documentaries. It's every September in Newburyport. So look into it if you're into documentary films. You can get a pass for the whole weekend or you can do individual films. It was a lot of fun. We grabbed some breakfast on the way the first day, just Dunkin' Donuts breakfast sandwiches and coffee. And then we had a 
little apple pastry and a cappuccino at one of the local coffee shops. And we grabbed, uh, or I had a salad for lunch later that day at one of the little diners, Greek salad with chicken I shared with my sister. And then what else did we have? We had some wine and some appetizers at a reception after the last film. So not much to report there. It was delicious food, but it was just a really nice time. We grabbed omelets for breakfast the next day, and we grabbed an acai bowl for lunch my sister and I shared, and I had a great sesame chicken salad at one of the local restaurants, The Paddle, I believe, for dinner. So that was it. It was a good weekend, and then it was time to jet off to Germany and Austria. So we spent a couple days in Munich, and then we traveled to Vienna. And I know that is, for any of you who know the area, that is quite the trek to go from Munich to Vienna. It's a four-hour train ride. But we decided to go further away and then make our way back to Munich, which is where we left from. So we went to Munich and hit up Oktoberfest. We went to Vienna. We went to Graz. We spent most of our time in Graz. Then we went to Salzburg, which is about a four-hour drive. We stopped in Hallstatt on the way. And if I pronounce anything incorrectly, not if I, I will pronounce things incorrectly. I am working on it. I I promise I'm working on it, but I am still learning the language, the pronunciation. I speak a little Italian and a little bit more French than I do Italian, but neither language is that similar to German. So I'm learning. So that's what we did. And then we traveled from Salzburg back to Munich. So the plane ride was actually really smooth. It was seven hours. We did a direct flight with Lufthansa. They were fantastic. We got a snack when we first got on board. So I had a glass of wine and I had, or a cup of wine, and I had some pretzels. They served dinner later on, but I had had dinner at the airport. I just grabbed a Wahlburger no bun with onion rings because you have to have the, or they're onion strings. They're actually really tasty. So that's what I had at the airport. And so I didn't opt for the dinner on the way, but they also served us a light breakfast. So several hours later, I had a muffin and some coffee, nothing to report, but they did feed us a lot. They gave us warm towels before landing. It was a really, really great experience with Lufthansa. So if you're looking to travel to that area, it was great. When we arrived, I grabbed a coffee from the vending machine because I was tired. (laughs) It was an ice cafe, which is ice cream coffee, essentially. So it was like a creamy iced coffee. It was really, really tasty. Then we made our way to Hofbrau House and we shared pretzels. We had a moss of beer. I tried Schweinbraten for the first time and it was served with cabbage and a bread dumpling. I'm not a huge fan of the bread dumplings or the potato dumplings. They're good. They're not really my cup of tea, but the Schweinbraten was incredible. It's Eric's favorite German dish, and basically it's slow-cooked pork with a crispy top, like a crispy layer on top. It is, it's fantastic. Then we wandered to a local market. I tried the very best plum of my entire life. They have these really incredible plums that you can find everywhere in Germany and Austria. And the woman who was selling the plums, I just got a couple of them, was like, my raspberries are on sale. And so we bought some raspberries that we shared too. We tried a little taste of honey wine, not mead, but honey wine. It was really, really tasty and they serve it warm. So we tried a little taste of that. And then we went to Oktoberfest in the evening. So we had more beer. I had a roasted half chicken, which was fantastic. And we shared a little dessert. And I can't really tell you what it was. It was like a puff pastry with some blackberries and whipped cream. And all I know is it was delicious. (laughs) 
So breakfast is different in Germany and Austria. They do have eggs, so we found eggs quite a bit, but a lot of people just have a small pastry or something like that, and this is based on just what I know from both observation and what Eric's told me. Oftentimes they'll have a semmel, so a Kaiser roll, with butter, ham. Sometimes they'll do muesli and yogurt. Um, So what we would think of as a lunch, like a sandwich type thing, is very common over there. So for the first morning, we just wandered over to a little cafe that was nearby, and we got coffee and pastries. I had a croissant, a ham and cheese croissant for a little bit of protein. And what I found interesting is their black coffee. If you ask for a black coffee, typically you get what we call an Americano. So you get espresso with an equal amount of water. It's way better than the way most places make uh, make an Americano here. Here, I think they put way too much water in and it's almost watered down. They also drink espresso. You can get a filter cafe, but it's not available at every cafe or really many cafes from what I found from the places that we traveled. I really want to be careful to not overgeneralize anything because I know that there are many, many, many cities and towns and different specialties and customs and ways people eat in Germany and Austria, just like here in the U.S. So what I'm sharing with you is just my own personal experience from our travels. So I tried the most delicious sausage for a snack. We went to Neuschwanstein Castle, which... If any of you had the castle as the background for Google for like ever, uh, that was Neuschwanstein Castle. It's absolutely beautiful. But I was starving after just having a coffee and a croissant. So I had a Landjäger, which was literally just a couple of really tasty sausages for a snack. And then we were trying to find a place for lunch. But a lot of places close early to have a break for lunch in the places that we went at least. And so we stopped at a little Italian place and had amazing brick oven pizza. My sister and I spoke to him in to the man who owned the restaurant in Italian because he spoke Italian. So that was kind of fun. We got to use our Italian. And uh, then when we got back to Munich, I took a trip to Aldi. I shared a lot of what I got at Aldi over on Instagram. I picked up a couple things for the kids. I got some mustard. I bought some Apfelkraut. I found it really interesting some of the different things they had for kids, like they had mini liverwurst that you could put in kids' lunches. I got some yogurt and muesli to have for breakfast the next day because I knew we were getting on the train. I got the kids some gummies. They had a bread machine where you could get fresh bread for $1.29 or a Euro 29, which was kind of cool. So I had a fun time exploring through Aldi. And then that night, because when in Munich during Oktoberfest, we went back to Oktoberfest. I had a brat with onions and mustard and more beer. When at Oktoberfest, right? We also shared a dessert. We just had some tiramisu, nothing custom, but very tasty. And the next morning we headed out on the train. I had my yogurt with muesli and I shared an apple pastry with my sister. We arrived and had Turkish food for lunch because that was what was close to our hotel. It was really delicious. And I tried Viennese iced coffee. Viennese iced coffee is basically unsweetened coffee topped with ice cream and whipped cream. And oh my goodness, is it incredible. It's like a dessert. I was barely hungry for dinner. So my sister and I shared some Wiener and some salad. Another thing that I found really interesting, similar to Italy, is they drink a lot of mineral water. And specifically in Germany and Austria, I found more often than not, they will give you sparkling water, prickland water. And that's my favorite. So that was fun. So whenever we ordered water, we would say prickland. They would say gas or no gas. And most of the time, we would all choose sparkling. Um, So that was kind of the first day in 
Vienna. We went to brunch at this really incredible place the next day called Ulrich. It wasn't what I would say was traditional Austrian food, but it was really incredible. I had a raspberry pistachio croissant and apple ginger shot and juice shot. And then, of course, I had some espresso and I had poached eggs with feta, chili oil, herbs and bread. And it was one of my favorite meals I had the whole trip. It was really, really tasty. We went to their brother restaurant. I would call it a sister restaurant, but it's called Eric. So we went there a couple days later, obviously, because Eric, but it was really, really tasty too. That day I had a green shakshuka, which was one of the best egg dishes I've seriously ever had. It was really, really good. So we went to Schönbrunn that day, which is a palace. We did the tour. We went to the zoo. We had a Sasha torte as a snack and some espresso. We were really full from brunch. The next day we went to an apple strudel show there. So we actually went back to Schönbrunn to see an apple strudel show. And that ended up being our breakfast. And it was highly worth going if you're in the area. It was really fun to see how apple strudel was made. So we had that. And then we had a big lunch because we had just had a pastry for breakfast. So my sister and I shared a Viennese boiled beef and they served it with apple horseradish and chive cream. The apple horseradish, it was like applesauce with fresh horseradish mixed in, was so tasty with the boiled beef. I would eat that over and over again. It was also served with a grated potato side. I wasn't a huge fan of that. We also tried some Kaiserspätzle, which is one of my sister's favorite. So it was basically cheese, spätzle, and spätzle is their version of pasta. They also have something they do where they will serve beef broth with a sliced savory pancake. And so we tried that with the broth that went with the Viennese boiled beef. And it was all right. I'm not a huge pancake fan, but it was it was pretty tasty. So we tried that as well. But the boiled beef with the apple horseradish was so good. I would get that again in a heartbeat. And of course, the Kaiser Spetzel, because you kind of can't go wrong with cheesy pasta, right? So like I said, we went to brunch at the sister restaurant or the brother restaurant the next day. That that night we had just had some appetizers, some wieners and some cheese and bread for dinner because we weren't super hungry after we had a big lunch. We did a lot of one big meal and then smaller meals. So we had the shakshuka the next day, got the train to Graz. As soon as we got there, we all kind of wanted a snack. So I tried some roasted chestnuts, which are so good if you never had roasted chestnuts around the holidays or whenever they might have them in your area. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. They are delicious. It was actually my parents' anniversary, so we decided to go to this highly recommended Spanish tapas place for dinner. And so they had these really delicious kebabs. They had all different sorts of meat and shrimp and salmon. So we all shared a bunch of kebabs. We had a really great dessert. It was not traditional, but it was really, really delicious. And we all had a really good time at dinner. The next day, we went to a more traditional Austrian breakfast. I had an egg sandwich with hard-cooked eggs and ham and butter on some seeded bread and an apple carrot juice. 
that day we went wine tasting and I loved that they gave some bread along with the wine so to cleanse your palate in between. We had some really incredible wines at Tement. We tried a couple other smaller wineries as well. We stopped at one of those and had a little meat platter with some meats and egg and cheese and bread and the most incredible liver pate I have ever had. We also tried bacon wrapped plums again with the plums. They're so good. And because we had been tasting wine all day and eating meats as we went, we didn't have a huge appetite for dinner. So we grabbed a schnitzel sandwich for dinner. It was kind of a funny experience because I'm with Eric and I'm ordering it myself in German. And I asked for mayo and he kind of looked at me funny. And Eric kind of laughed to himself. And I, you know, we went over to have our sandwich and he's like, yeah, the ketchup is mixed with the mayo already. So you just asked for double mayo. And I'm like, you know what? I love double mayo, so <laughs> it was fine. The next day was one of my favorite days in Graz. We explored the local market. I ordered some figs in German. I had an apricot croissant. We found a lot of apricot over there, and I love apricot, so it was really fantastic. Another Americano along with that, and that was kind of our breakfast that morning. We kind of wandered that day and just did some shopping. I didn't do a whole lot of shopping. I save most of my shopping when I am traveling to things that you can eat or things that you can wear. And I was focusing on food this trip. So I had a brat for lunch on a Kaiser roll. I had some kernel ice cream. Kernel is pumpkin seed oil, but it's different than the pumpkin seeds that you have here, that we have here in the U.S. They're these beautiful, plump, bright green pumpkin seeds. They serve them in salads. They'll roast them. And they have this really beautiful, rich, nutty flavor. So they'll serve it drizzled on ice cream or there is kernel ice cream you can also try, which is what I tried. They serve it on salads. Every opportunity I could get a salad with kernel oil from then on, I tried it. It was so good. That night we tried Styrian fried chicken, which is some of the best fried chicken I've had. I also tried fried chicken heart, which I was not a fan of. I was kind of sad. I really like liver, but I did not like the heart. It was too minerally for me if you know what I mean. But the rest of the chicken was fabulous. I had a salad with kernel oil and balsamic. It's a really great combination. It was a really great dinner. And then that night we tried Sturm. So Sturm is a seasonal item that they don't always have, hence seasonal. It is half fermented wine. Upon my research, it has like one to 2% alcohol. So it has a little bit of alcohol, like a little bit more than a kombucha. But so it's sort of like cider, but wine. So you can only get it this time of the year. So it was really cool that we were able to go and try it. They have red Sturm and white Sturm and then rosé. The white and the rosé were my favorite. The red was a bit strong. And I mean strong in flavor. It wasn't it didn't taste alcoholic at all, uh, but it was really tasty. So that was really fun to try. So it's kind of one step above grape juice, one step below wine, somewhere in between. So that was fun to be able to try that. Our last full day in Graz, we went on a very special trip to the Zotter Chocolate Factory, which Eric told me was going to be like an ex like a Willy Wonka experience, and it truly was. It was so fantastic. I cannot speak more highly of the chocolate tasting experience at Zotter. First of all, it was 20 euro for adults. There was a whole video on how they source their chocolate. It's all fair trade. You can get Zotter chocolate in the U.S. They actually have a factory in Cape Coral, Florida, not too far from me. But it's not widely available. And honestly, this chocolate was fantastic. They are 
expert chocolatiers. Everything is fair trade. And we started from the bean and the raw ingredients. You could taste absolutely everything going through. You could taste the different raw ingredients. You can taste the powdered chocolate before it turns into liquid chocolate. Then you can taste the liquid chocolate. And then you can try everything they offer. Everything from their chocolate bars to their filled chocolates to their truffles to their drinking chocolates. And then they also have things like chocolate nuts and fruit. And we could try absolutely everything. I tried as much as I possibly could before I exploded. (laughs) And you get to learn about the process along the way. You get to see the factory. You get to see people working in the factory because it is a working factory. And Eric actually ended up meeting Zotter himself. He was just wandering through the factory. And it's so cool. It's family owned. And you can tell that they are really hands on with everything that goes into the chocolate. So I was super, super impressed with the tour. We spent three hours there. They have an edible zoo. They actually raise animals there as well. And so I tried some Styrian cured meat. That's kind of what I had as my snack after the chocolate. And not surprised. Surprisingly, we were not hungry for lunch, so we ended up going for a dinner later on and just kind of had chocolate and meat for lunch because, you know what, sometimes you got to listen to your body, (laughs) and it was what it was. I went out and had a salad with kernel oil and schnitzel, which is one of my favorites. I love some good schnitzel, and uh, the kernel dressing on this salad was blended, and that was really, really tasty, so it was a little bit creamy. So that was our last full day in Graz. I would have spent another week in Graz. I loved it. I love the surrounding area. It was probably my favorite location we went to, not just because we got to go to the chocolate tasting factory. That was about 45, 50 minutes outside of the city. So we made our way to Salzburg. Took us a little while to get there. It's about a four-hour drive, and we had cars that we had rented at that point. We didn't take the train this time. So we just grabbed a carrot cake muffin and Americano. Um, I also stopped. We stopped at a gas station. I grabbed a protein coffee, which was kind of fun. We took a side trip to the Admont Abbey Library, which is beautiful. It's the oldest monastic library in the world. And so we got to see that. Imagine the library in Beauty and the Beast, but real life. It was gorgeous. And then we went to Hallstatt, which is the oldest salt minery and in the area. And so we tried Pharrell, which... Eric told me I had to try. It is lake trout that is grilled and seasoned. It was served with boiled potatoes and salad, and the boiled potatoes and salad were fine, but the Pharrell was outstanding. It's a whole fish that they serve to you. I enjoyed every bite. Even my mom tried her first whole fish, and it was was so good. The skin and everything was fantastic. After we did the rest of the drive out to Salzburg, we just had a quick pizza dinner to something close to the hotel. The hotel that we were at in Salzburg actually had hotel breakfast. So there was a huge spread with meats and cheeses and yogurt, muesli, fruit, bread you can slice yourself, lots of different spreads. Like I said, they do a lot of sandwich type breakfast or what we would consider sandwiches. Uh, They had hard cooked eggs. They had really amazing free range eggs. So I had lots of hard cooked eggs and bread with butter and and spreads and some deli, what we consider deli meats on top and some delicious apricot jam, of course. So we had that for the last few days or that's what I had. I fell in love with Johannes Berin juice, which is currant juice. I liked the black currant juice the best and it was very, very tasty. So I had that most mornings too. I'm not a huge juice person other than the occasional green juice. I did drink my AG1 every morning and a few of our members of our group got sick during the trip and I did not. So knock on wood, I'm not going to get sick after the trip. However, it's been a few days. I think it was helpful in keeping my immune system up, you know, getting in those vitamins and minerals. As you can hear, 
I definitely ate vegetables, but I didn't eat as many as I do here in the U.S. It was a lot of meat and sausages, schnitzel, spitzel. You know, we had carrots and the boiled beef, and I chose salads quite a bit, but it wasn't certainly not as much as I had here, so it's nice to have a little nutritional insurance. Speaking of sausages, we went to a beautiful castle. I can't think of its name off the top of my head. It was a fortress. And so we spent some time there during the day. I had a Bosna, which is a Salzburg hot dog similar to a brat. And I had that with some mustard and a beer. And I hung out and messaged a bunch of you over on Patreon. That is, if any of you got a message from me when I was on my trip on Patreon, welcoming you to the community or whatever it might have been, it was sitting enjoying a Bosna and a beer in Salzburg. So that was kind of fun. I was able to get a little bit of internet connection there. But we were so busy traveling, there wasn't a whole lot of opportunity to be online. So I'm definitely missed being connected to all of you on Instagram and especially in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. So that night we actually went to a Red Bulls hockey game. I'm a huge hockey fan. My dad was a hockey player. My husband was a hockey player. And Eric was a hockey player. And I was, well, I tried to be a hockey player. Eric is a fantastic coach, but I am not a great hockey player player but I love to watch hockey so we went to a Red Bulls game they won they are one of the best teams in Austria so it was great to watch them we had a schnitzel sandwich and some beer and we had a gelato after on the way home but you know when in Salzburg you might as well go see a 35 euro pro hockey game so that was really fun the last full day I went on a solo hike in the morning so I had some hotel breakfast and then I went and hiked up the mountain that is on the side of Salzburg. It was about four miles, so not super long, but I did a little hike, came back, had a pastry and a coffee. So I did have breakfast before because it was it was about a two-hour hike, not super long. And for lunch, I had Schweinbraten on semmel, so on a Kaiser roll with some fresh horseradish and mustard. Lots of mustard. It's a good thing I love mustard. And then for dinner, I had another schnitzel salad with kernel oil and a pretzel to share. We kind of got into a routine of eating very similar things. We tried some local specialties, but it was easy to default to the schnitzel and the schweinbraten and the brats and, of course, the salads with kernel oil. But I never really felt bored of them. I Every way that they were made was a little bit different. There was different mustards. A lot of it was the same, but it was different, too. You know, we tried the Viennese boiled beef. The schweinbraten was different in every place. The Wiener schnitzel is a little bit different than the schnitzel that you get in Munich, and the brats are all a little bit different. And we would occasionally branch out, or I would occasionally branch out, but it was a lot of what was on the menu. My dad tried beef soup with a liver ball, which was really tasty. And it wasn't just like a ball of liver. It was a liver meatball. And so we did our best to try some of the local specialties and, of course, lots of what we think of when we think of Germany and Austria. And it was really delicious. We traveled back to Munich and went for one last night at Oktoberfest. So not surprisingly, we had delicious roasted chicken and beer and Eric and I shared a chocolate mousse and then it was just breakfast before the airport I had a what I would consider a breakfast sandwich but it was ham sliced egg on a pretzel roll with butter and lettuce and oh my goodness I need to recreate that at home because it was really really tasty then it was time to head home and we had a really great meal on the airplane, they served us some crackers and beverages. And then I had a delicious beef goulash for my dinner. I had tried beef goulash. We shared quite a bit. So my dad had ordered goulash and 
It's not my favorite. The one on the airplane was surprisingly really delicious. It was served with some herb mashed potatoes and some vegetables. They also had a dessert and a roll. So it was a really nice meal. And then later on, we were served a little snack. We had a little, what I would consider like a calzone type of thing, almost like a Hot Pocket. So we had that too. They served us lots of beverages and it was a really smooth flight home. And then we arrived back at my parents' house. I had a smoothie in the morning before I got on my flight back to Tampa. So it was a lot of what you would probably expect that I would choose to eat in Germany and Austria. Like I said, a lot the same, but a lot of differences in the similar meals that we would eat from place to place. So the schnitzel was different in each place we went, and the brats were different in each place we went, and the Schweinbraten was different in each place we went. The fried chicken in Styria was different than in other states. So that was kind of cool to experience similar but different in the different areas we went to. I'm in love with kernel oil. I bought two bottles while I was there, one less expensive bottle at Aldi to share with my cooking class kids and then one nicer bottle to have at home. But it was, oh, it's so good. I might end up ordering some more on Amazon. But that was my general recap. That's what I ate. And I'm not worried that I ate a lot of fried food or a lot of sausage or anything like that on my trip. My strategy whenever I go on a trip is just to enjoy myself and immerse myself in the local culture and just eat what sounds good. And then when I come home, I just get back into my normal routine. So it's been smoothies and salads like I typically do for breakfast and lunch over the last couple of days. And then we've been eating our usual family dinners. There's no detoxes or anything like that for me after a trip. Um, But surprisingly, I did feel really good the whole trip. I didn't feel sluggish. I didn't feel... You know how you sometimes feel if you're eating a lot of fried food? Me, personally, I have IBS, and I had no IBS problems the entire time I was there. Here in the U.S., I typically steer clear of a lot of gluten and dairy, and I didn't need to do that at all while I was there. I didn't find a whole ton of dairy in a lot of the meals, but there was certainly a lot of gluten. I joked that I had eaten more bread than I had in years, and I felt fine, which is really cool. I think it's a testament to how simple and well-made foods are in Europe in general. Fresh bread, fresh ingredients made from scratch in a lot of the cases. Not in all cases, but in a lot of the cases. So it was really great. And this is so far much, much longer than I thought it was going to be. So without further ado, let's get my husband to come on and share with me how him and the kids made meals work while I was gone. Honey, it's not that hard. You're just talking about what you made the kids. Is there something you want to get off your chest before we start talking? Is steak and bake considered considered frozen pizza? No, it's not frozen. Okay, then we're good. (laughs) It's not fresh, but... All right, so we have my husband, Nick, back on the podcast for like the fourth time, maybe? Your uh, holiday gift guide episode was... A winner last year. (laughs) You're welcome. So we're not going to do any sort of like introductions or anything like that because at this point they probably know who you are and I've already introduced you as my husband. But I wanted you to kind of come on and share with us how you survived (laughs) two and a half weeks with the kids because, well, not with the kids. You were fine with the kids, but in terms of our food or their food, your food. This is going great. This is going really well so far. (laughs) So let's set the scene. 
It is 8.27 p.m. We wanted to start this at 8, but the kids weren't going to bed and then clean up and all that jazz. So Nick has a whiskey. I do not have a cocktail right now, but we'll see by the end of it. I might want one. Uh, Actually, there's a really good chance I'll want one (laughs) by the end of it. But I asked Nick to come on and share with all of you how his two and a half weeks when I was away went because he's not typically the cook in the family. Like he will cook if I ask him to, but how much do you enjoy cooking, honey? On a scale of one to 10, I would say half. (laughs) That seems about right. Is there anything you enjoy cooking? I started enjoying barbecuing a little bit. Nothing fancy. Literally just burgers or hot dogs or sausages. And I have a couple dishes that I don't mind making. but So I guess we've it's grown in the last 10 years. Yeah, that's for sure. Have we talked about the first meal you ever made me? Nope, and I'm not sure this is the right time to do that. (laughs) Yes, it is. It's the perfect time. So was the first meal the chicken burgers or when you like actually made me dinner? I... You made me chicken burgers for lunch. What you called chicken burgers and I had always called chicken patties. So you were so proud you made frozen. Mm -hmm. Yep, we went to the grocery store and you got chicken patties on a white bun And uh, we had frozen potato wedges, ketchup, obviously. Obviously. I'm sure there was mayo on the chicken burgers. Gotta make pink sauce. No, that wasn't a thing. This was 2008. People were still putting mayo and ketchup on separately back then. (laughs) (laughs) There was no mayo chup. No, you put one on and then you put the other on and then they mix together organically yeah now they sell it in a bottle and probably charge you twice as much for it unnecessary wait did i i told them that's so funny you didn't hear the story so they have already heard the story of when i ordered a schnitzel sandwich essentially a very upgraded chicken burger in graz and i was trying to use my german and i ordered it with mayo and Eric sort of laughed. And so I got it. And I go to eat it. And I was like, what is this pink sauce? <laughs> Did they give you ketchup and mayo together? <laughs> yes. So he's like, it's ketchup and mayo mixed together. And I was like, so I ordered double I mean, it's kind of like the dinner I made the other night. It was so much mayo. Oh, this is not going to be great for the ears. Oh, man. So he he just watched me order in German, and the guy looked at me kind of funny, gave me the extra mayo, and I had a double mayo schnitzel sandwich. So anyway. Yeah, I'm sure it was awesome. It was delicious. Um, So that was the first, I think that was the first meal you made me. And then when you decided to make a full dinner for me, I remember you made pasta with the fanciest Classico Alfredo sauce and beer can chicken. 
definitely yeah like there was like chicken it was basically just chicken breast you cooked in beer not yeah. beer can chicken no not beer like can beer chicken, chicken. It was like you were so proud yeah. i don't even think you cooked the alcohol off i think it was just <laughs> chicken cooked in beer. yeah but why, why do you want to cook the alcohol off it, <laughs> it helps break down the proteins makes it tender no the acid does that not the alcohol tomato tomato right and you made me frozen vegetables because I was a nutrition major. And even though you thought your kinesiology major was more important than mine, you still made me vegetables to impress me. And it, I guess it worked. Yeah. Start of your culinary journey. <laughs> no, the start of my <laughs> culinary journey was far beyond, uh, far before that. The start, this is the start of your culinary journey. Have you gotten beyond? Have you gone beyond Classico? Everyone wants to know. Yes. To Rayos. To Rayos. <laughs> when it's on sale. Rayos is not cheap. No, it's not, but it's great. I've actually never tried the Rayos Alfredo. Have you? I have not tried the Rayos Alfredo. It kind of freaks me out. I mean, I can make... Alfredo's pretty easy to make. Um, but their pasta sauce is unrivaled. It's good. So what did you make? For yourself and the kids. So when I left, it was a Thursday and you dropped me off early in the morning before the kids went to school. So you had some stuff in the fridge. I left you with a couple simple things. I left you with a couple things in the freezer. I left you with, I just bought you kind of some basic groceries to get you through the week. But I knew that you were capable despite not enjoying cooking. I knew that you were going to be able to feed the kids. Um, I feel like sometimes we assume that the partner that isn't the cook is not capable and you just don't like it. So I don't ask you to cook too much because it stresses me out more <laughs> because you're so stressed out cooking, but you made it happen, right? I mean, we're all still here today, so we didn't miss a meal. We were good. Um, yeah, I mean, we ate almost everything you left us. So we had the... Um, the cas quinoa casserole. That was like the second to last day. Still ate it. Yes, but what about the first two and a half weeks? You are asking a lot of my memory here. Um, I asked you if you had done research, and clearly I have not. <laughs> okay, so you told me that one night you made sausage and or brats. So we did brats. I uh, did brats, and we put kraut on it and on the side we barbecued those up i did burgers a couple times a mix of either pre-made grass-fed patties from aldi or just the regular grass-fed beef and then formed it myself so we did that a couple times um we did a lasagna night one night totally homemade Oh my gosh, can I tell the lasagna story? Because everyone thought it was very funny. Uh, sure. So I was talking to Nick on the phone, and he was like, so we had lasagna tonight, or we bought the fancy lasagna from Aldi. I was like, oh, what was it, $9? And he's like, no, 12 I'm like, ooh, fancy. And I was like, did you eat a half of it? And he was like, no, I had a third. And I was like, in sage? He's like, had a third. And I said, and Ren? And he said, I had to make her a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> Ren is our almost six-year-old. Uh, for those of you who haven't been listening for a while, Sage is almost 10 and is a very adventurous eater. Ren, well, you can 
you can form your own assumptions. <laughs> they ate lots of green beans. That's your specialty. I do make that and your beans. Greek potatoes. You, did you make those though? Did not make the Greek potatoes. Did not have time to do that. Yeah, they take a while. But your green beans are good. So we did that. We did pizza a couple nights. Homemade. Homemade. You know what's funny is there is homemade pizza crust in the freezer I told Sage you guys could eat. That involves a significant amount more work than I was prepared to do. All you have to do is take it out and let it proof. And then form it. Yeah, and then put it on the grill. And then cover it in the toppings. Yeah. Or (laughs) you could get a take and bake and then put your own toppings on it. Oh, a take and bake crust. Oh, and you you got like the full pizza and We got the full pizza and then added our own onto it. What did you add onto your pizza? Uh, We added ham and pineapple because we are pizza heathens, Sage and I. (sighs) Americans. Not American. Oh, yeah, you're not American. <laughs> and it was invented by Canadians. Hawaiian pizza? Yep. How do you... I'm not going to ask how you know that. You. That's why we bring you to trivia. <laughs> and so we had ham and pineapple on half, and then olives on the other half. For the kids. For the kids. So you did that a couple times. So you had pizza, you did burgers, you did brats, you did green beans. What other vegetables did you make happen for the kids? We did some salad kits a couple times. Okay. I made a salad one night. We did... There's, you can still get some fresh cucumbers around here, so I did some cucumbers, some mini peppers, and a variety of things. I tried to have veggies at least at the dinner. And with their lunch... I was going to say, give you didn't give look. them vegetables. I mean, I have vegetables with my breakfast, but I don't expect the kids to have vegetables with breakfast unless to, unless they're doing smoothies, which they don't even put uh, spinach in there. Smoothies very much. So, okay, then how did school lunches go? School lunches tried to follow the formula. So we gave them a protein, a fruit, a snack, snacky thing and uh, veggie along with their regular additional midday snacks so typically that was either the turkey ronies or so those are the applegate turkey pepperonis which we call turkey ronies <laughs> sage requested red bag chicken yeah you really let her get away with a lot so so you're cooking red bag chicken in the air fryer at like 7 a.m no i meal prepped pre-cooked a couple (laughs) red bag chicken patties on like a sunday night so then they're ready to go is that really considered meal prep i prepared it before the meal it's meal prep that is my definition of meal prep (laughs) it was available for me quickly and easily when i needed it ready to go that is a hundred percent meal prep not all meal prep looks the same Well, next up, Nick's Meal Prep Podcast. (laughs) Had a meal prep only using frozen items from Aldi. So we had, she had red bag chicken a couple times. We had some salami or ham a couple times. 
And then for veggies, they went back and forth on the mini peppers or tomatoes. And then we had fruits and oranges, or not fruit, berries and oranges most of the time. Ren wanted some grapes this last week. So we got some grapes. And for the snack, they wanted olives, so they started getting oh, they love olives, a handful yeah. of olives in there too so with some healthy fats yeah olives are great that sounds good that was the basis of their most of their lunches so you followed the formula you followed my system i like it did you use the whiteboard no (laughs) sage likes to fill it out though she'll fill it out and then she'll go did she do some of her own lunches yeah she did some of the own lunches so if there was like we did some leftovers sometimes with um Either the pizza or actually there's no leftover pizza. The lasagna or the casserole. We did leftovers. Um, we did soup one day when the girls weren't feeling great. All right, so you figured out lunches and dinners. I kind of cut you off. You can add more about dinners after if you want. But how did breakfast go? I know it can sometimes be a challenge. They went all right. Um, we did a mix. Of a couple different things. For the first week, they were on the drinkable yogurt train. Not the homemade kind this time. Not the homemade kind. No. Um, and then they got a little tired of those and wanted quesadillas. <laughs> and so I ended up making them quesadillas on the way out the door for about a week and a half. You are such a sucker. I'm like, no, I'm not making you quesadillas. We've got yogurt. We've got cereal. We like the, what is the three wishes cereal? It's got some protein in it. Uh, I left you guys some of that. Sage did cereal a couple times. Rennie tried it a couple times. Sage wanted the sweetened Greek yogurt that all these sells. So I got that once. And, yeah, I mean, the quesadillas, luckily, they only take two and a half minutes to make. Right. So I made easy. them both at the same time. Sage wanted refried beans in hers. <laughs> That's amazing. So I made just getting fiber and protein. Re- refried bean quesadilla and ran just the cheese and wrap them in a paper towel and hand them to them on the way out the door. That's awesome. And so. Home-cooked breakfast. So they would eat them, you know, they'd munch them in the car ride on the way to school. So. Basically, I figured it was a fair trade with Sage making me my coffee in the morning. Yeah. That I didn't actually lose much time. So. Yeah, she was bringing, uh, we have an espresso machine and she was bringing him. Actually, she's still bringing him coffee in the morning, which is very cute. So you didn't do the pick two method with breakfast where I ask them each what they want. And then we have smoothies as a backup. Uh, We did smoothies one time. Sage just, Sage had like, I made extra of my smoothie and Sage had a little extra of that. And then it was like, felt really full after. Well, yeah, because you use whey protein. Yeah, whey protein and whole milk. Yeah, I'm sure that's a lot for her. So, But you've started drinking smoothies again. Yeah. I guess you did this summer, right? Yeah, I started to this summer and then trying to as we go and freezing the orange slices go to that is one of my christmas or like uh holiday smoothie recipes i haven't added 
put cinnamon or elf sparkles to it yet. So there's no cinnamon in that recipe. Oh. Definitely elf sparkles. <laughs> you can only use the highest quality preserved elf. <laughs> Microplaned in. Very similar to nutmeg. <laughs> How big is an elf? Fits on a shelf. <laughs> that is that is true. <laughs> and also, you don't grind up the whole elf. You just use a portion of it, right? I'm... Like, do you, do you take the whole wheel of Parmesan and start grating it over, or do you take a little piece off and do that? I mean, I suppose you take a piece. How far you go for a story is incredible. This is why it's like my bedtime better. <laughs> yeah, you definitely give better stories. I'm like, all right, that's it. Good night. <laughs> so uh, anything else to add? So you guys made lunches, you made breakfast, you made dinners happen. How did it go? How did grocery shopping go? Grocery shopping was a mix. I'm not great at meal planning. I can kind of plan like lunches for the week or you know two or three meals ahead but I struggle to wrap my head around like everything for a whole week and so I tend to do one medium-sized grocery shop on like a Sunday afternoon and then two or three smaller ones throughout the week to kind of pick up something for dinner or to supplement what we got rather than doing you know the one mondo grocery haul at the beginning of the week so sunday we would do like a sunday afternoon grocery shop get you know stuff for breakfasts and lunches and first couple dinners and then usually by tuesday or wednesday i would run out probably before i'd pick up the girls from school and pick up maybe something for dinner that night and the next night or if we ran out of something supplement there so you know this goes against everything i talk about when it comes to grocery budgeting right probably <laughs> oh man it would be so helpful if your wife was someone who taught about meal planning and grocery budgeting if only <laughs> if only <laughs> it's okay you guys made it happen and we weren't worried about you guys ate pretty simply we made it you work. weren't recipe testing, wasn't so recipe you, testing. you we basically going... stuck to the budget. You weren't doing anything outrageous. It wasn't Probably random. could have gotten some more nutrients into the meals, but you did your best, and the kids ate, and you ate, and you had nutrients, and it's good. Was not. We only ate out once. Yeah, I was like, impressed. We only went out to one restaurant, and that was as a celebration for Sage's first day of sailing, mm -hmm. or team sailing. And we only went through one bag of dino nuggets. That's impressive. So. How many hot dogs? One pack of hot dogs. Just one? Just one. All right. And we weren't going out and buying like random bacon wrap fillets for dinner on a Wednesday. So I don't, I don't do think that. we went to. <laughs> while not ideal budget scenario, we'd, I don't think we went crazy over either how many cases of modello did you go through <laughs> one case of modello and a half case 12 pack okay and a 12 pack of yingling 
Okay, for two weeks, that's pretty. It's pretty moderate. Two and a half weeks. It's two and a half three weeks. weeks. Wow, look at you. Yeah. <laughs> it's a sober October up here. Nick is a sailor, for those of you who don't know, and so that's all I need to say. <laughs> I need my ration. You need your ration. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Is there anything else you have to add? We're at like twenty-ish minutes, and uh, sounds like you did pretty good. Snacks were the hardest part. Mm. Their school has a. I think most schools now have a bunch of rules around what you can and cannot bring. Yeah. For snacks, so making sure they had school appropriate snacks and then snacks available for when they get home after school was probably the hardest they're ravenous yeah what did you do for snacks we did a lot of the fig bars applesauce i stocked you up with some stuff some fruit yeah meat sticks some meat sticks some crackers we we survived i don't know if i told them the story of when i was sick and Ren came up and she asked me for a snack. And I said something with protein because she had had crackers before. And she said, okay. And she grabbed a meat stick. And then later she came back. It's like a couple hours later. And she's like, I want a snack. And I was like, something with protein. And I was like, do you want another meat stick? And she's like, no. And I was like, okay. She's like, there's no more meat sticks. And I'm like, what? Why? They were like... She's like, I ate them. She ate three meat sticks in a span of like two hours. So uh, kid eats her snacks. We're working on meals. She likes fruit and cheese yeah. and crackers. <laughs> snacks are snacks are always hard. Yeah. But I mean, we got there. Speaking of snacks, I have a whole episode on kid snacks both homemade snacks and store-bought snacks in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. There's a bonus podcast episode, and I also did a whole Q&A on kids' meals. I think it was snacks specifically uh, last month, September. Nope. August. In August. So you can check back in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club if you want more snack advice but I mean it's hard even for me and I share that too like the kids are ravenous after school and they want to eat all the things and it's hard to strike the balance between making sure you have snacks for them that work at school and then snacks for after school that you know they're going to keep them satisfied until dinner but not keep them from eating their dinner so I think that's it's not just a you uh it's not just a you thing it's an all-parent thing so all right so Snacks were rough. You made breakfast work. You made lunches work. You made dinners work. You made grocery shopping work. Maybe not with my advice, but I like that you used the school lunch system. <laughs> and I did give you a template for grocery shopping. Yes. Did and you follow it? Yeah, I tried to follow it for the most part. I basically gave him a template of get this many proteins for dinner, this many, like, two mains for lunch, the same system he talked about for school lunches, breakfast options. And kind of made it pretty easy. Yeah. I think it more or less worked. But the shopping that I was doing midweek was maybe $25 each time we went out. Like, it wasn't a crazy amount that we were having to supplement. I mean, that's where things add up, though, sir. It is. 
Well, we can talk about that a different day, but I don't plan on being gone for two and a half weeks anytime soon. This is your first time, like, with both the kids for several weeks at a time. Usually it's you going off and me being here, so you survived. Look out. (laughs) We're all alive. You are, and the kids are now obsessed with F1, so. You're welcome. Your job is done. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you for joining me again. You're welcome. Will you come back for another holiday gift guide in a month or so? I'll do my best. Okay. Maybe we won't talk about eating elves in that one. I think we need to we need to get to bed soon because it's almost it's almost nine. Not that we're really gonna go to bed at nine. We're gonna sit on our phones for an hour and then I'm gonna pick up my book intending to read. Speak for yourself. I have an hour's worth of cleanup to do still. You're a great house husband. You're welcome. But dinner was good. Dinner was good. It was appetizers tonight because we have the Healthy Mama Cooking Club party next week. The Healthy Mama Cooking Club's one year birthday is coming up next week. So we have our live event on Friday. We're going to do a cocktail and some, or mocktail. It's actually a mocktail that can kind of be turned into a cocktail. It's a really simple recipe, but it's super tasty. On that note, we're going to go pretend to get ready for bed. And you're going to help me clean up because you're awesome. Hope to see many of you in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club party next week. I was talking about the delicious mocktail slash cocktail we're going to make. It's a pear ginger fizz. And you don't get any because you made fun of it. I'm just kidding. just drink the Prosecco. No, no Prosecco. Ginger beer. Ginger beer. It's not a spritzer. fair Mm -hmm. anyway we've got some appetizers and we're gonna do culinary trivia and we've got a ton of prizes which is fun so that's what's coming up do you have to answer in the formal question (laughs) no do you want to run the culinary trivia uh, i make my sailing kids answer in the formal question (laughs) of course you do (laughs) we play full jeopardy rules I'm going to be a little bit nicer to my Patreon members. Don't You don't need to coddle them. <laughs> they're, they're tough people. Yeah. They can handle it. I'm sure they can, but it's supposed to be fun, honey, not torture. But it doesn't have to be torture. Okay. On that note, <laughs> I've only said on that note at least twice. Thank you for joining me. And hopefully you will come back if you are not canceled. (laughs) Me or your listeners? (laughs) (laughs) I meant you. (laughs) Thought you were talking to them. Thank you for sticking around. Hopefully you'll want to come back after this train wreck. This is 100% (laughs) the most unhinged episode i have ever recorded for half of an episode it's not even that unhinged i mean comparatively it is i barely cursed did you curse maybe i'm assuming i did at least once i don't think you did wow you just made funny faces at me across the microphone 
All right, we got to go because they're they're done. They're not listening anymore. No, so it doesn't matter All what right. we say. <laughs> Until next time. Happy cooking. Oh, that was cute. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Mommy's podcast. Friend, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Healthy Mama Kitchen podcast. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you love to listen to podcasts so you never miss a cooking tip. If you've been loving this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It truly makes a difference in how many other busy cooks find this show and lets me know what you're loving and want to hear more of. For show notes and links to all the recipes and tools I mention, head to healthymamachris.com slash podcast. For daily eats, cooking tips, and family-friendly shortcut dinner ideas, be sure to follow along over on Instagram at HealthyMamaChris. Remember, cooking for your family may not always feel easy, but it can be simple.